0: Well hello there and welcome to a very special Blood Red podcast, I'm Joe Rimmer, alongside me at um, about quarter past one in the morning here in Liverpool is Christian Walsh, hello Christian. Hello Joe. Hello and then on the phone, on the phone line especially we've got our full-time Liverpool reporter both home and away and he certainly is away at the moment, he's over in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hello James. Hello. Hello. We are speaking just after Liverpool have lost 3-1 to Dortmund uh, in the Bank of America Stadium. Uh, James, let's get straight to it. Your your initial thoughts on the game, decent performance from Liverpool, just didn't quite see it out, did they, and, and, and get the second goal? Yeah,
1: I think there's, there's no doubt that the scoreline massively flattered Dortmund. Um, I thought Liverpool were the better side for probably 60, 65 minutes. Um, should have been more than should have been more than one that up. Um, you know, great header from Van Dyke. A Robertson Cross to, to, to get them going. Um and then, you know, missed missed a few guilt edge chances, not least Solanke's header and Ojo when he was through one on one early in the second half should have done should've done better when the keeper pushed it onto the uh, the underside of the, the bar. Um and then I think yeah it just all got a bit disjointed and, and then Christian Pulisic, a you know, player who Klopp had spoken a lot about. Day before the game, you know, showed why Klopp rates him quite so highly because, um, you know, he transformed that game in the last 25 minutes, uh, winning the penalty and then picking himself up to to equalize. And then, you know, a f- fantastic finish from the edge of the box to make it 2 1. And then, 2 uh, 1s Liverpool looked beaten then. And then, you know, the, the third one um, just finished them off late on. Uh, Lois Carriers not covering himself in glory from a Pulitzer shot. And, and Larson. Accepting the gift, so um, yeah, not you know, not you could tell afterwards. Klopp was pretty annoyed. I think probably more than anything by the, the fact that he lost Joel Matip to injury. I think you know that was the major blow to night rather than the result or anything in particular about the performance. Um, but um there was still still a fair few positives he, he could take from it.
0: Yeah, there's plenty of talking points. You've you've brought up quite a few there uh, around the game. But first of all, just tell us what what was the atmosphere like around the ground. Is there much appetite that seems to be over there for for the Reds? And yeah, just a general feeling of what it's like over there at the moment. Yeah,
1: it's it's been great actually. There was um, you know, fifty five thousand in inside the stadium, and um, you know, anyone who would have, have seen it on TV or been here would have seen it was you know it was Liverpool shirts vastly out, outnumbering the Dortmund contingent. It's it's been remarkable really the last twenty four hours. You know the fact that there's this city and in North Carolina, that just seems to be absolutely overrun with Liverpool fans. You know, everywhere you've gone around the city, you, you, you're hearing versions of a "lay a lay a lay" and and all the other uh, you know uh, songs from the cop. And there's you know huge huge interest in in the club over here. And you know there was a, a big march to the stadium earlier on, and you know, great yeah, absolutely great atmosphere uh, before the game. Um, obviously dented a little bit late on because of. The goals that the Dortmund scored, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think Liverpool have insert, certainly kind of enhanced in, in their their standing here. Um, you know, I was at a, a community event with uh, John Arne Riise and Sammy Hippia earlier on in the day, and you know, just you know, all these young kids absolutely buzzing to uh, to, to meet them and, and be coached by them, and you know, that's obviously another side to the tour as well, that you know, away from the the kind of the glitz of the first team. Um, you know, leaving
0: a leaving a legacy in the the different cities that they visit. I'll bring in Christian Walsh now because I'm I'm afraid he's going to fall asleep next to me. He's uh, <laughs> sitting in silence. Sponsored but... by
2: Red Bull, by <laughs> <My> Navigator. <laughs>
0: um, we're going to talk Loris Carius because uh, just before we came into this pod, he, he put a, a message out on um, on social media. A um, few people saying he's copied Lewis Hamilton, but he hasn't copied Lewis Hamilton. He, he's actually copied Man- Nelson Mandela, and he's put. To those who take joy in seeing others fail or suffer, um, I feel for you. Whatever it is that's happening in your life to hold such, this this much anger or hate, I pray that it passes and good things come to you. Christian, you said to me just just after that and after saying that and after the game, um, you were a little bit worried for his mental state and that he just needs to get off now and, and go and have a year in Germany? I, I do. You know,
2: I, I, yeah, I, I said it towards the end of uh, the, the, the previous pod that we had um, to, to Doily because he said about the goalkeeping options, would you be mm-hmm. happy with, you know, Alisson 1 and Karius 2? And Before this, I was, I was a bit concerned about Karius as number two and now I am especially. I just feel that it was very much not really on brand with Loris Carius. I think Carius uses his social media as a as a nice sort of escapism. You know, he's very Escaping much... Escaping
0: up the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but that's just sort of the the, the sort of um, character he portrays. Um, and it was just very... Obviously, he's taken it from Lewis Hamilton, So, yeah. but it was just a very sort of stark and, you know, sort of dark message in a way. And that's not really who Loris Carius you know, portrays himself to be to yeah. the wider world. So... I think the fact that he's, you know, he didn't do it after Kiev and he didn't do it after Tramia, and it feels like this is a really innocuous one. It was nowhere near as bad as his Kiev mistakes. It was nowhere near as bad as his mistake against Tramia, but it feels like this might be the straw that broke the camel's back with him, and, and and you do worry for him in terms of he's he's a young lad. He's only twenty five, and I don't care how much money footballers earn. Um, you know, they're not immune. They're not. They're not. Um, you know, they haven't got the, the hardest shells in the world just because they earn a lot of money and mm. I feel like for a young lad like that who's been thrust into the limelights at Liverpool, let's not forget that he was he, he went to Manchester City as a youngster, but not didn't make the grade but he didn't really settle there, went back to Mainz and to go from there where he was a you know a medium fish in a, in a very small pond to go into the, the huge ocean that is Liverpool, it just feels like it might be a little bit too much for him at the moment. And I I just don't know what whether Liverpool can call upon him at the moment. I don't know if it's fair on him and his career at the moment. I mean, this, this might be an overreaction. You know, this is not, no. But this isn't based on tonight's performance or, or, or anything like that, or even the Instagram post. It's just something that's been on my mind recently about Karius ever since Alisson was born and you had the Danny Wall situation. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, if Alisson was to get injured, could Liverpool count on him? And also, what's Lourdes Karius going to get? With a year sitting on the bench at Liverpool. So, whether it's a loan move or permanent, you know, I maybe veer towards the former, but it just feels like he needs to, you know, maybe go home, you know, f- play a bit of football
0: and, and, and enjoy it again. Yeah. What do you reckon, James? Do you think, obviously, Danny Ward's now departed, we still expect him or Mignolet to, to leave at some point. Do you think there could be further changes in the goalkeeper department in terms of the number two for Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I
1: just, Awkward situation for for Klopp to deal with. Um, you know, he wrote a piece earlier on today. Actually, when we had some time with, with Klopp yesterday, and you know, he was he, he was talking then about how you know he you know he's he, he, he kind of stuck by stood by Karius in terms of trying to help him get over Kiev, and he and he, he was adamant that would continue, and and that Karius you know, was was still here and was part of the squad and. You know, despite Alisson coming in, you know, he, he, he it didn't change the fact that he wanted to help Carriers get his career back on track. I think the, the problem at the moment, and Christian's right, you know, the mistake, the mistake tonight needs to be kept in perspective because it wasn't anywhere near as bad as the ones in the Champions League final. Or, you know, I, I think if if the Champions League final hadn't happened the and there hadn't happened, you know, we wouldn't have really been talking about that being a massive mistake by carius for the third goal because you know that happens. He just. Just push the shot out straight in front of him when clearly he should be pushing it away to one of the sides. Um, but you know the, the the problem is that there is this spotlight on him, and it's just it's just not ideal, is it? Because you know he knows that whatever he does at the moment, he's he's not going to be playing for Liverpool this season because you know, clearly Allison is is the number one now. He knows that on this tour, you know it's almost you know he's like a brief stay of execution, if you like. You know, he's, you know, he's the only senior goalie on this trip. You know, you look at the bench tonight and it was Kelleher and Grabara, both two young academy keepers, as, as the backup. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a shame that Liverpool couldn't get that Allison deal done earlier to avoid a situation like this. Um, you know, clearly, I think of the backup keepers, Danny Ward was was obviously the one um, that was going to raise probably the most money. and I think you can't really argue with Liverpool selling Ward for, for the money they did to Leicester. Twelve and a half million quid was decent business. Clearly, obviously, Mignolet You'd expect to move on. He'll want to move on. But you know, like Chris said, it it is a concern. You know, having Carius as as the backup option and potentially having to turn to him uh, this season. Um, and, and you know, I, I do feel for him because uh, you know, yeah, I think I think you know, sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the fact that footballers. You know that for all the for all the prestige and riches that they enjoy, you know they they still feel the same things that anyone else feels, and you know, it must be horrible horrible for him at the moment. And I think clearly that Instagram post was, you know, I think it would surprise me if he was on the coach going back to the team hotel and had, had a quick look at his his mentions on social media, and and obviously some people go way way too far. I think you know the the bottom line is he's a still a relatively young goalkeeper who's enduring. You know, a really, really horrendous spell at the moment. Um, I think the problem for Liverpool is it's OK, it's well and good to say, OK, you know, he needs to move on. He has to sort his career out elsewhere. But, you know, for a start, I don't think there's going to be a massive amount of takers. And and also, in terms of his value, this would probably be the worst possible time to to move him on. So, um and obviously, then you throw into the mix the fact that that Mignolet will want to move on. You, you not you couldn't. If you if you lose if you lost Carrick and Mignolet on the back of Ward going, then then Liverpool would find themselves in a situation where they'd have to sign another senior keeper.
0: Yeah, it's a difficult situation. Yeah, we'll, we'll crack on. We'll talk about the other big talking point from the game. Um, Everyone talking about Christian Pulisic. Christian with a K, give me your thoughts on Christian with a C. How how impressed were you with him?
2: Uh, I I love him. I think... um... You I love think, him, uh, yeah, well, yeah, love, yeah. The declaration of love there. Yeah, uh, he's these strange. I do strange things yeah, to A little bit young for me, but um, <laughs> no, he's. I think when, at the start of the of the summer, I think we all picked the players that we would like to see in Liverpool shirts, yeah. and um, I was going to go for Pulisic and, and James Prince Percy. Head, yeah, picked him yeah. so I had to settle for Zaha. But he's a, <laughs> he's a, you know seniority rules there, but no, Pujolsich is a, a a fantastic young player. You can see. As as cliche as it is, he's very much a clock player. You could see how he would fit into Liverpool. He can play in the in the in the number ten, he can play across the, the front three. He's um he's an exciting prospect and I I must admit, I, I thought Liverpool might have had a little little sniff around them this summer. Um seriously, you know, I, I think they probably would have Bid for him in twenty sixteen, and I'm pretty sure they would have been keeping tabs on him ever since. He obviously spoke yesterday, Jürgen, in the press conference, and said, you know, what I'm an am of him, but you know, the one big problem is that he's contracted to to Dortmund. But what I'd say about that, and this is only my own little bit of speculation, is that his contract runs out in twenty twenty, so that means there's two years left on his contract. The next summer is uh, his value if he doesn't sign a new deal at Dortmund will be uh, a lot lower than it should be and you just wonder if that that would be the right time to to strike for liverpool um i i, I hope Jürgen's had a had a couple of nice words uh, with him as he as he left the field today and and maybe um put the feelers out because i think he could be absolutely sensational for liverpool but you know he'll be wanted by a lot of teams across europe because he, he is a very special talent
0: james i'm going to um, i'm going to put you on your toes here. probably because you're on my loudspeaker on my phone and not sitting next to me so you can't get your hands on me what are the chances? What? Well, come on, what, what do you think? Do you think that there's a chance that we're going to see him in in a Liverpool shirt in the, in the future? Oh, he's gone. James he just did put not the like to He did, did not like it. He did that. not like it. He's just disconnected. I'm going to put you on your toes here. Oh, He's back. Oh, he's, he's back. back. There we go. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, oh, here we yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Went under the tunnel, did we? Yeah. What did you hear? <laughs> uh, th- I heard something about you putting me on my toes, and then it went all oh, crazy. I thought you'd just put the phone down because, well, <laughs> I, I am going to put you on your phone, <laughs> on your toes, because you are on my phone and you can't get your hands on me. So, yeah, what are the chances that we we see Christian Pulisic at Liverpool one day? What, what do you think? What's your gut feeling? Uh, it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think you know Klopp couldn't
1: couldn't hide could he, his admiration for him no. on the on the for this game.
0: You on the move, James?
1: I mean, clearly there's a close bond there because uh, it was Klopp who who promoted him to the the senior setup at Dortmund, and didn't give him his debut, but he did. You know, it was was under Klopp he trained with the seniors for the first time. Um, The issue, obviously, has been and will be prising him away from Dortmund because you know they know they've got you know a huge, huge talent on their hands, and I I must admit, you know, I was. yeah, I did. You know, I've written a few times. You know, I'd love to see Liverpool sign Putic, but that was the first time tonight I've actually seen him, seen him live. And you know, aside from these goals,
0: it, oh, James, you've Hamidgen got
1: movement. he's
0: back. And um, yeah, I thought you
1: know, he, he is an absolute class act, and he, he he completely changed that game in the last half an hour.
0: Yeah, he, he does look a class act. We'll move on. We'll start wrapping things up because. Um, your sound starting to um, come and go now, but another player who, who impressed a lot, a couple of couple of players who impressed a lot today, Daniel Sturridge and Naby Cater, um, what did you make of their performances?
1: Yeah, I thought Sturridge again uh, absolute breath of fresh air and um, you know, he, he's been one of the huge successes of pre-season so far.
2: Um. Hello well, there we go, oh, and, we go. and, and so while he's talking about Daniel Sturridge as well, I think, that, I, I think that's probably quite apt, isn't it, you know, you're talking about Sturridge and you think you're quite there, oh, and then there we go, is he in, is he off, is he yeah. injured, is he not injured, this is just like James Pearce's connection. Yeah, he's back again, no, no and then, he's not, there he's, there not we
0: go. he's gone again, uh, we're, we're saving it, we're trying to save it, but yeah, Christine, crack on, no, tell us all about Daniel well, Sturridge.
2: Exactly, as I say, very often, in terms of James' connections going on and off, just like Daniel Sturridge's fitness has gone on and off for the past three or four years, Um. But every time I think we have said about the tweet before, haven't we? Every time that uh, from from the Lackers of the Rock, every time that you think he's, that you think you're done with Daniel Sturridge, he drags you back in, and it's just one of those things where you watch him play when he's in this sort of form, when he's in this sort of fitness, he looks unstoppable. He's, you know, struck up a brilliant partnership with Naby Keita. The fact that Keita can find with those slide real passes is is really, you know, it's salivating and then you think about what would happen if Salah was there, but even today, I mean, he, he took a bit of a knock to the ribs, he went down, he was holding himself and, and we both and win. Miles, so, Yeah, he yeah. was like, oh, here we go again, it's happened again, but ultimately, you know, he dusted himself up, a little bit winded and he, and he got up and, you know, I think you can tell by the the words Klopp's been saying about some this pre-season, he's... You know, I think towards the end of last, not towards the end of last season, towards the end of his time at Liverpool, at the start um, of 2017, it's uh, 2018. Even you could tell that Klopp was sort of at the end of his tether with him a little bit. I think he was getting a bit fed up of having somebody there who wasn't fit, who wasn't ready to 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 play for the club. But he's come back. I think as we said before, he's had that six months at West Brom. He's realised that you know this, you know, being second choice at Liverpool isn't the worst thing in the world, and he's 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 ready so you know so far so good I, I think nobody should get too excited I also wouldn't at the same time be surprised if Liverpool got a good bid that they wouldn't take it because he's only got 12 months left on his contract but it's it's certainly the most intriguing subplot of pre-season for me
0: and um, I'm interested to see how we will do against the two Manchester clubs I just thought James was going to be back then <laughs> he's disappeared again so James are you back with us no, he's not back with us. So we'll finish off by talking a little bit about Navi Keita. I think we're going to have to say goodbye to James. Yeah, he's gone. Um, apologies if you were listening, waiting for James Pearce, but he keeps disappearing. So Navi um he just looks better and better with each game, doesn't he, Christian?
2: He does. He's, he's looking exactly like what I think Liverpool fans would expect them from him. Klopp was talking after the game about the positions he could play. And you know he's he can be it interests me that he said he sees him as number eight at the moment, but he can also play as a number ten, and he can also play as number six. So I think there's versatility there. I think there's um, I think there's a lot of excitement around him, and, and I feel like you know he's only two weeks into his Liverpool career, so the the signs really all go well. Some of the, some of the little shoulder drops you wouldn't expect that from a central midfielder, you know, you but you he he really does as, as cliche as it is he does play like Hante and Iniesta because he's tracking back at one point and then the next point he's just gliding past players and I think Liverpool have got themselves a sensational player on their
0: hands James you're back are you back I'm back he's back yeah he's back that's great news we're, we're now sitting <laughs> in the dark because the lights have all gone off so this this the podcast has descended into farce but we will finish it off we'll we'll soldier on Um, we're talking Naby Keita how impressed were you with his performance tonight
1: yeah, I, you know what, I I I like him more every time I see him play. Actually, I think a you know, slightly slow start, understandably so, in a couple of the UK based friendlies. But I thought, you know, for the first time, probably saw what all the fuss was about at Blackburn, and and then again tonight, I just you, you can see why Klopp was so desperate to bring him on board, and and why he thinks he is such a such a great fit for this team because um, you know he, he's got so much energy about him and. You know he covers ground so quickly, shuts down space, wins it back. And it, there's no doubt he'll add a different dimension to that midfield this season with his creative spark. And you know, I, I like how combative he is as well. I think you know, at one point today he uh, he left his calling card on Pulisic. Um, you know, he obviously, you know, there's a balance to be struck there. But I don't think anyone would mind uh, an injection of physicality as well as. Energy into that Liverpool midfield. um So yeah, I think he was one of the big successes, and I think well, I probably got cut off before when I was talking about Sturridge. And you know, he's he, there's no doubt he's been one of the, the massive successes of pre-season so far. With uh, you know, just you know, it is just brilliant to see him back. And you know, as Klopp said in his press conference, still only 28. I think you know, it felt it felt like you know, we kind of said goodbye to Sturridge when he went off to. To West Brom on loan, and then obviously the injury he got there kind of almost felt like you know the final kind of nails in his coffin of his Liverpool career. You know, not able to make any impact there, and a the team that got relegated. You know, when earlier on this summer it became clear that Liverpool would listen to offers around kind of 15 million, 20 million for him. You kind of scoffed and thought, who would pay that? And then having watched him over the last few weeks, you know, he, he looks like the man who scored all those goals in 2013, 14, and. Um, I think, you know, him and Kite are massive positives tonight. I thought also, you know, in the first half, Dan Van Dyke again, just oozes class. And the two teenagers, I thought, Rafa Camacho and Curtis Jones, um, you know, I thought they could be very proud of their achievements, didn't look out of place against high-caliber opposition. Um, And yet again, you know, on the other side of the coin, you know, the disappointment for me was the other backup strikers. You know, it's been a huge contrast so far between what Sturridge has been contributing to these games and what we've seen from Origi and Solanke and I think I think Solanke because of his age and you know, what well, he's only twenty, I think he'll be I think he'll be kept around this season regardless. But you know he needs to do better than he did tonight because you know his, his touch let him down at times and you know he was he was partly responsible for the for the uh for the penalty, giving the ball away cheaply. he Missed a, a very decent chance as well when he nodded wide and Riggy, there's no, you know, I, I feel for him because really struggling. You know, he, he seems to just be devoid of confidence at the moment, and you wonder how many more chances he's going to get. Because uh, I had high hopes for him coming back from Wolfsburg and showing Klopp what he's made of, but we we just haven't seen it for him so far.
0: All right, before we go, we'll we'll talk Matt Um A worry for him. Klopp reckons it could be a slight tear on his thigh, but it's not the same thigh, is it that that he injured? And he had to have an operation on last season. Um, what, what was, what did Klopp have to say about him in the post match? And, and um, that's a real worry for Liverpool, isn't it? Because it, it looked likely he would have started against West Ham on the opening day.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a headache for Klopp because uh, you're right, you know Klopp said last week that with Lovren, Lovren's going to be the last one of the international contingent to report back. He's not, he's not going to be back at Bell at till. August the 6th, six days before that game against West Ham. So, you know, Klopp had effectively ruled Lovren out of that West Ham game. Matic clearly would have been the favourite to, to partner Van Dijk, but I think there has to be a massive question mark over whether he's going to be fit um, for the start of the season now. I certainly don't think we'll see him again on this tour. Um, Klopp said he thinks there's a small tear in his quad, um, but he said, you know, the full extent of that injury will, will be known in, in the next couple of days. So I'm sure he'll have a he'll have a scan on that, but you know, the worry for me was that you know as soon as he, he pulled up tonight you know, he was it wasn't even you know he didn't even have treatment he literally just gestured to the bench I've got to come off um, and was um, and, and was away and um, yeah, just massively frustrating. You actually did an interview with Matip yesterday that where well, he talked about you know putting the problems of last season behind him and so you know gut wrenching for him you know just so so soon after he's uh he would got back to fitness to find himself uh you know, back on the treatment table again so yeah proper hope for. hopefully it won't be it won't be too serious because uh you know if he is going to be out for an extended period then uh, suddenly you're looking at kind of Ragnar Klavan Clavan or or Joe gomez partnering uh, Van Dyke early on in the premier League campaign
0: all right james what what are your movements now then are you going out for a nice pint tonight or are you at a fan event or what what are you doing now? Joe, you you know I'll be going back to do my prep ahead of the Man City game <laughs> Wednesday night. The uh, study study the uh, study
1: the form, and um, I think I might be able to hopefully experience a few of the delights of Charlotte. So, uh, you know, usually on these trips, you know Liverpool are kind of dashing from one destination to the next, but it's a bit different on this tour. Liverpool actually don't leave Charlotte until uh, Tuesday morning uh, American time, so uh, you know they'll have a light training session at the university here on Monday. Uh, I think that the players have got various uh, meet and greet sessions they need to do with fan clubs and, and sponsors and, and commercial activities. Um, so uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a winding down day for them tomorrow. And then on to New Jersey on, on Tuesday to, uh, with uh, you know, New, New Jersey, obviously is kind of the shortest leg of this trip with uh, only a couple of days there and uh, a quick turnaround before they face Man City
0: at the, uh, the MetLife Stadium on Wednesday night. Lovely, James. Nice one. Safe travels. We're going to go now. Christy and I are going to go off to bed. You can go and have a well-earned pint.
2: <laughs> Not together. You enjoy your
0: sleep. <laughs> Not together. Right. Nice one for listening. We will be back later this week with James for Fallout from the Man City game. ta